thanks. That's all for today. Thanks, 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 that's all for today. Thanks. That's all for today. Hello everyone and welcome to season four of Thanks, That's All For Today. It's me, your host, Harriet Mullen. Have you missed me? I've missed you. It's been quite a while, hasn't it? I've been busy taking my own show around the globe, but I'm back for a little while to bring you episode one of this brand new season. Now, since recording this episode, today's very special guest has landed the iconic role of Veronica in Heather's The Musical in London, and I genuinely couldn't be happier for her. What a superstar. It was wonderful to sit down and chat with her about her career so far back in May, both in front and behind of the casting table. So here's episode one with the unstoppable Erin Caldwell. Hi everyone and welcome back to Thanks That's All For Today, a podcast hosted by me, Harriet Mullen. And welcome back to season four. I can't believe it, season four already. And today I have a fabulous guest with me. I have the gorgeous Erin, who I actually, let's go straight into an anecdote. I actually have only met her once in my whole entire life. But we've kept in contact and I just love seeing her do well. She's recently made her West End debut in the incredible show that is Pretty Woman. So first of all, congratulations. Thank you very much. On that show. I think in terms of my social media feed, I think it was the most excited anybody has been for somebody (laughs) to get in a show, honestly, because the talent this girl has, if you have been living under a rock, Erin just has the most incredible voice, huge range. I met Erin when we were in the queue for the opens of but Out of Hell. And she was like the only other person that wasn't a fan. Um, I mean, you were a fan, obviously, of the show. But I mean, like, actually there. We weren't dressed in costume, were we? We weren't, not in costume. <laughs> um, and honestly, Erin, you come across so down to earth and so calm and so chilled. She sang before me and I was like, how is this girl not on the West End? So honestly, me and the rest of the world were so happy for you. How was it making much. your West End debut? It was it was everything I thought it was going to be and then more, so much more. The day that it happened, it was the 17th of August. And I remember I got given a free cookie and pret that day and I couldn't even eat it. I mean, I'm talking like the dark chocolate and almond butter one, like the best of the best. And I couldn't eat it because I was just so unbelievably nervous. Um, the day went really quickly and in slow motion which is nice because I had my put in in the afternoon before the show. Um, and it was just, I'll never, it's a feeling I'll never forget. I'll never forget it ever. And what a great show as well. An amazing theatre. That's where but- I saw my first ever West End show was in that theatre. <gasps> no way. What was it? What was your first show? Legally Blonde. <gasps> oh my yeah, God. It's so, so iconic. Was- that theatre is amazing. I know. It, was, it was such a lovely full circle moment to, mm. to think, you know, I think it was like eight years before that. No, it must have been longer than that. It must have been like nine years before it, seeing a show there and then walking out and looking at the roughly the seat in the stalls that I sat in. And that's when, for me personally, I was like, do you know what, Erin, you did it. You really did. Yeah. So well done. You can retire now, babe. You've done it. Ticked. Yeah. Picked and blessed. She's finished. She's done. She's proven <laughs> it to herself and everyone else. She can have yeah. a little chill now. Retire. Yeah. You've got the whole life ahead of you now. Yeah, 100%. So you've also had experience with the casting side of things, which I think is really important for us to talk about today, because basically everybody wants to know 
how to do a good audition. And so we're going to chat a little bit about that later. But is that in terms of your career, like, was that an avenue that you went into and thought, oh, actually, I'd quite like to do that as well? Or was it sort of just alongside wanting to be a performer? So I, before I did any of that sort of work, I worked for a car company. I worked as a hostess for events. I worked as in a nursery. Like I did all this, all these different jobs whilst I was auditioning. And it just came to a point about three and a half years ago, four years, well, it must be four years ago now, where I just said, I will not do any other job that's not related to the theatre in some way. Um, and I was very lucky in the fact that I, I managed to, to get some work pretty straight away which I was very thankful for but it was that sort of mindset of if I'm not performing I need to still feel like part of the community I still would like to feel like I'm I belong here and you know I'm in London for a reason um and and with that came you know some fantastic opportunities um working on on different shows and and really teaching me how to audition and what you know what auditions are really like and you know it's the the biggest advice I would give anyone any performer is if you can do shadowing of of running auditions or anything you know production assistant work in an office it's my number one bit of advice because unlike anything that I had learned personally I think even at drama school it it trumped all of that um, in my opinion. I can't wait to ask you a few questions on that because you could be the most talented person ever but if you don't know how to do a good audition or know what they're looking for or choose the right song or choose the right material, mm. know how to be, how to carry yourself, what way to present yourself, then you won't get the work. So I think yeah. that you will be able to provide our listeners so much advice on that and um, great advice about doing that because I never even thought of it as a, a job opportunity mm. for performers. I thought you'd have to not want to be performing to do it. But that's amazing that you can get more work alongside your auditions yeah. and performing. Yeah, it's it is really, really great. I mean, going into casting is an avenue that you would then have to, you know, make a big decision mm. on. Is that what I want to do? But when you do something like you run the auditions, you are you're watching it all. You are in the room. You are understanding how it all works. But you also aren't committing yourself to or or thinking that you have to choose. You mm. know, it is really the best of both worlds, in my opinion. Fabulous. And also throughout your career so far, I've seen you've been all over the world, all over, I was going to say all over the place. You've been all over the place. (laughs) Probably not the right phrase to say to someone. I mean, aren't we all? Um, It's, um, I like anxiety about booking a train ticket. I'm like, oh my God, have I got my rail cards? Have I booked the right thing? It's like, how am I not used to it yet, Erin? Yeah, I know. I know. Um, but your jobs also allowed you to sing all over the place. I've seen some fantastic videos of you. And I have to see you play Jane Seymour one day. It's absolutely in my in my dream little list. And it's an iconic musical theatre song, even though it's not been around that long. It just seems to slot into the places of, you know, the great songs for women in musical theatre. Um, because you you can very much pop it up and do the do the riffs, or you can take any sort of um what's the word I'm looking for any sort of ad-libs melismas that is it but I can't my brain is my brain is gone you can you can make it as poppy as you like or you can take all of that away and just sing the words for what they are Mm. and it's still great either way um and I think that's what is really attractive about the song and it's also it is a vocal challenge but no I love I love that show 
I love the song. I love what the show stands for. And it's definitely um, definitely on my list of things that I want to do. So let's go back because we've talked about what you've been up to recently and also amazing that you worked between the years of 2020 and 2022 when not many people did it was just like the craziest time yeah um let's go back to training and younger years so I always ask everybody in this section like whether they did youth theater or whether it was something that they came to later in life and basically drama school experience if people have gone to drama school so tell me all about it so I started training in youth theatre when I was about nine. And then as I got to about 13, I realised this. I think this is when like hairspray and stuff had come out. Maybe it was just before that, actually. And I realised that musical theatre was much more my passion because I, I did love to sing mm. um, as well as do straight theatre. So I, I had auditioned for uh, the Dance School of Scotland, the musical theatre course, which is a high school in Scotland that provides you would go to like French in the morning and then you'd have a jazz class and then you'd do English and then you'd have a singing lesson. You know, that was, it was very high school musical. Mm. Um, we didn't all sing at lunchtime because the mainstream school hated us um, <laughs> because we were all very loud and flamboyant. But, you know, that was the training I did for four years and they really prepped you into getting into drama school. That was kind of the journey that you would take there. So that's when I really started to love musical theatre. But before that, I had done a lot of um, Scottish TV which I also really loved. And it was a really big box to tick, um, which I was really, really thankful for. And then when it went into more musical theatre, I just found at that time, like so much joy, which you yeah. need to have to know that's what you want to do. And then I got into a couple of drama schools, some in America and some in the UK. And that was a really big wow. de- decision for me to to decide where to go. But, you know, it's there was lots and lots of pros and cons for both. But you know London is like it's it's the city isn't it it's the city Mm. that if you don't live in London and if you're not from London it's like the city that you really want to just grab by by both hands and and just go for it so I got into Mountview, Alra, RCS and GSA um bloody hell Erin that's amazing four (laughs) and some in America I mean I know you're great (laughs) sounded like bloody hell I can't believe you got in I'm joking no it's it was just it was, I was I was really lucky um I was it was very nerve-wracking I don't think I really was mentally prepared for just how nerve-wracking additions for drama school are because when you're in like your little training bubble you don't think that there's anyone else out there who's doing the same thing as you and then no, as soon don't. as you go to additions for drama schools there's like hundreds and hundreds over days that, that mm. are all excellent singers dancers and actors and it really puts into perspective just how talented you know we are we are in the UK like the the, the, the pool of talent that that we have to choose from which is really exciting um but I went to I went to GSA which is in Guildford in Surrey and there were there were loads of highs there were loads of lows it's probably similar to quite a lot of other people's drama school experience Mm. um I learned a lot of really valuable lessons the positive that I'll never forget performing in my first third year show like you know when you're hoping to get an agent and and you feel like you really are one step away from carrying on and, and mm. doing you know your next big job or 
whatever that is, whatever that is, it's 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 a great experience, and I've made lifelong friends, and I have you know certain teachers who've said something to me ten years ago, which I still you know can can remember, and I still had the same vocal singing teacher as I did when I went to GSA. So it came with loads of good things um, and things that are that weren't so good, but I think most people will have a very varied journey of highs and lows at drama school. You must have had real high hopes as well for, for GSA to choose it from a selection of all those schools you got into. And you were obviously extremely, you said you were lucky, but not just anybody who's a little bit lucky gets into multiple drama schools. So I, I think that is amazing. And I, I wonder what was it about GSA that made you choose GSA over the other ones? When I, when I visited the campus, it was beautiful. I didn't feel like I was leaving Scotland and my family yeah. and going somewhere that I felt really out of place. I, mm-hmm. you know, there was there was a lot of like greenery and there was, was a Starbucks. Just, mate, <laughs> all my, my money went to that Starbucks. <laughs> That's my favorite it, thing about the audition at GSA. Not my favorite thing, but I loved that there was a Starbucks there. <laughs> honestly, all my all my money. That's where my overdraft came from. It wasn't because I was, you know, struggling to buy food. It's because I was having like fourteen thousand coffees a week. It's ridiculous. Um, but GSA is a great school. I learned loads of valuable lessons. I learned things about myself, good or bad. And I think that it's a big part of this industry is you have to go through things and learn the lessons that you have to, you know? My third year at drama school, I would do again and again and again. I loved that year so much because it was performing. So let's play a game. Okay. This is just another way of me asking you questions. Don't worry. It's not like a, what line (laughs) does this character say in act two, scene 12? Um, Okay. I thought that was the question. No. Oh my God. Imagine. (laughs) How stagey. I'm uh, I'm not going to repeat how we like spell out the (laughs) the password for this. You can cast in director's names, but anyway. Um, So this is called, would you rather? Now, I'm going to ask you these quick fire questions and then a couple of questions off them because this first one is open audition or closed audition. And the reason why I'm asking it is because obviously we met at an open, but some people don't do opens. Some people don't Mm. recommend them. Some people do well from them, but I'd like to know your take on it because obviously we met at an open. So would you rather open or closed audition? I would rather it closed because the thought of queuing at pineapple at six o'clock in the morning gives me anxiety. <laughs> I only go for the hash browns at McDonald's so that I can eat them in the queue. I'm just like, that's my... Oh, that's thought out. I was just Honestly. like a... I was a flask of peppermint tea from my flat kind of thing. I, I, you've, you've clearly got a full game plan. Hey, that, babe, you I, went to GSA and I, <laughs> I did not go to drama school. So I'm going, oh, all the coffee, all the milk, <laughs> all the hash browns I can eat in the queue. <laughs> How many could I eat in the queue before I get in? Um, so talk me through why you would go to an open or would you not now? Now that you've done your your West End debut, would you still consider going to one? I think opens are great. I think that if you can't get into a room for something and you're passionate about the project and you think that you're right for it and you want to be seen for it, then queue up and do it this this is not an industry where you 
don't do anything and something just comes along on a plate for you you have to fight for it you have to want it and if there's an opportunity that you want you do everything that you possibly can to get it if that is going to pineapple at six o'clock in the morning which I did for an open for a show and I was really really lucky I didn't get the job but I got further along in that process than I had if I I hadn't gone Mm. you know Mm. um and I think that they are negatively seen at the moment but I have quite a few friends who have got jobs from opens and I think that if you're right for that project and you can't get in the room for it then why wouldn't you do everything you possibly could in your power to be seen for the job definitely I couldn't agree more I mean I think we all prefer a closed to be honest I I always think that with with those questions but I do think it's good to discuss them because there is a bit of a taboo with them like oh I'm not going to an open um yeah I've never never had a problem with them we were really close to the front for that out of hell I think I thought if we're if I'm early then I'll be in and then I know that I'll get seen and it will make getting up early and doing this whole process worth it because I also went for dear Evan Hansen which by the time I got there even at like 10 past seven it was past M&S which R.I.P. M&S oh my god it's just not there anymore tragic um oh my god it was like beyond there I couldn't believe it so it's a lot it is um do you prefer a group or solo audition solo all the way I do not need people watching me do an audition apart from the panel if I could have it that the panel weren't there I would choose that as well so I don't need anyone else watching me I fucking hate it, Erin. I hate it. I can't deal with it. I, my head is going, oh my gosh. My first six one was a, I don't know if they still do it in groups. My first six one was a group. And I mean, don't get me wrong. If I've ever done a group audition, it's, it's usually split into to genders or who you identify with. And the, the people that, I, that I've been in with an audition, once you finish singing, they are jumping, clapping, whooping. And they do, they it's it's not like a cold room it's always very warm and joyous mm. um but I still I still would rather you know just have me and and my time and, and not thinking about other yeah, people definitely I couldn't agree more I actually walked into an audition the other day and there was honestly about 11 people in the room on the panel and I was like whoa 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 this is Great. so scary Great. you're also <laughs> taking up my acoustics guys you're like soaking yeah. up all the sound in this room and um, if there's like 11 oh. people then usually the cast and director will go like this is Bob this is Dave this is Chris and you're like hi hi hello hiya and you're thinking of different ways to say the word hello. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Or do you but, shake hands? Or do you? Yeah, it's just oh, post-COVID life now, isn't it? I know because pre-COVID, I had gone into an audition, um, and knew the casting director and hugged him, and then didn't know the other three and hugged them. Oh my god, it was so oh my awful. goodness. Oh yeah, don't do that ever, anybody. It was like oh, I'll give you a hug then, and they really <laughs> didn't want to, and they didn't get up, so it was like me leaning over, oh thinking, oh gosh, horrendous. Move on. Right. Okay. 16 bars or full song? Um, I prefer a full song. I just think, let me let me take you through the journey from start to finish. Mm. I'll I'll try and make it a cut version because I'm I'm often aware that they don't want it to be super long anyway. Yeah. So I never do like a full song with you know three verses, a chorus, and a bridge. But I think that let me let me take you on the journey as opposed to just like dropping you in halfway. 
I agree with you. Um, do you prefer talking about material, their material that they've sent, or your own material? Do you know what? I I think I prefer, it's a tough one because I used to always say, why don't we just get material for the first round? Because mm. that will just make things a lot easier. But sometimes you can be more confident in your own material. Yeah. So it's, I guess it would be easier if you just learn the material from the show from the get-go. So maybe that is the easier one. But there's also like a level of comfort getting to go, here's a song that I've prepared that I'm very much more in control of as opposed mm-hmm. to singing something that you are very aware of every rest and breath and rhythm kind of thing so do you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna say your own material on that one lovely and obviously you've worked on the casting side of things so there may be situations where you go in and you audition for a team that you already know Mm -hmm. do you prefer to audition for a team that you do know or one that you've never met before oh that's so tough um because when it's a team that you know it adds a little it adds a certain amount of of pressure I think Mm. some people will will think it's much more comforting having faces that you know there Mm. um but I'm gonna oh that's a really tough one um no I should no I'm gonna pick people that you know because I think you feel like you're getting rooted for more I guess I know what you mean though about the pressure because sometimes I feel like Oh, I, I feel even more nervous because they yeah. know what you can do. It's almost like if you were singing in front of your mates, it's like, oh no, it's pressure. Whereas yeah. like strangers, you don't care because you're like, oh, it doesn't matter. I'm not going to see you again. So exactly. I, I get your internal struggle, but don't worry. I'm not going to hold you to it. If you have a good audition with a team you've never met before, I'm not going to be like, Erin mm, said. <laughs> but you said. <laughs> yeah, but do you know what she said on my podcast? <laughs> and... That concludes. Did I have another question for you for Would You Rather? Oh, yes, I did. So obviously GSA, musical theatre, singing, dancing and acting. Mm-hmm. As a, a performer, would you prefer to dance first or sing first? Sing, 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 sing. I would love to show what I'm strongest at first. Mm-hmm. I've often thought when I have a dance call first that I want to wear a T-shirt that says, please don't judge me because I can sing. <laughs> Like that's that's how I feel about dance calls. I think they are single-handedly the most terrifying thing ever. And you can go to as many drop-in classes at Pineapple. It still, for me, does not make them any easier. No, because it's this really quick pressure of how quick can you pick up this routine? Um, I think now in 2022 we should get the dances ahead of the auditions. I know that there are some companies that do that. Um, I know that that DLAP have done that before and you know I've had a conversation with the producer there and if we are giving the material to people to learn to sing and to act then why shouldn't we be given the dances because I was working at an audition once where they got given the dance material through before the audition this was during Covid time so I understand that that was a big thing with it as well but you could still tell even though everyone knew the routine who was very much a dancer and who wasn't, yeah, yeah. who was, you know, picking up little additional notes. Who, it, it, But what happened was no one was in that room thinking, I'm the biggest failure here. I feel exactly the same as you. I'd be fine if if they sent it to me, but yeah. it's the picking it up. And then it's, it, you can't think of anything else. can't think of my face. I can't think of acting when I'm yeah. trying to remember. And you're right. I had an audition and it completely knocked my confidence because... It was a dance call, but it was a full out dance call. And I am not a trained dancer. 
I can move and I can dance if you give me some time. I'm not, yeah. I'm not able to pick that. That's not my skill set. Yeah. It's like being like, oh, could you sing Defying Gravity, please? When you've never seen the show, you can't yeah. sight sing and you, you haven't got a belt. I spoke to um, a friend of mine in Pretty Women about this and, and she made a really valid point of sometimes you just have to see who can pick up routines really quickly, you know, especially mm. for things like swing tracks or yes. the, the dance tracks in the show, especially if it's a short rehearsal process, which I hear all of, I really do. Mm. But I, I, I do think that you can still see that from a doing a dance routine that everyone knows. Yeah. And if you, if in that dance routine, you, in that dance audition, if there's like, you know, say eight out of the 16 who are getting considered for the dancing in the show, then keep them behind for half an hour and say, right, guys, can we split? Can we put it all on the, on the left? Yeah, or maybe the recall is this change. Yeah. Yeah. I just think that people audition best when they feel their best and feel confident. And there was mm. a while that I would leave an audition, especially if I was an audition with a friend, and I would say, was I the worst one in the room? I don't care if I'm the second worst. Was 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 I the worst one? Please tell me I wasn't the worst. And that's not the mentality that you should have no. when you a dance call. And when I've went to dance calls, where you have learned the material beforehand, which I've had some this year, you just feel so much more confident. I was in for um, for Jersey Boys and they sent us the edition material, which I learned. And then you went in and there was a couple of tweaks from the video because the video was old. So you were having to change things. But yeah. we all just, there was just this lovely atmosphere of of calm because mm. no one was really freaking out. Yeah. And, and you could still tell in that audition who was like a dancer and who perhaps was more a mover. Mm. but you didn't feel like you were the one doing it all wrong which I think was the loveliest way to have an audition room I would love that to be the case you know to be sent it before because it's just an added pressure that you don't need and in regards to the audition I was talking about earlier I actually text my agent while I was waiting to hear who got cut and who got recalled and I said I think I'm in the wrong audition I think I've been called in for a dancer track and it was for yeah. a dancer track and it completely I didn't get to sing afterwards and you know you you get so excited don't you especially like for like traveling now because of covid like obviously I'm in Liverpool now and I went you know got a hotel the night before I was like this is a role that I'd really yeah. love to do I'm really prepared I thought it would be a movement called full out Erin dance call full out and I should have probably just gone to the panel sorry but I am in the wrong audition yeah but I left and I was just like I just burst into tears and I don't cry after auditions I'm so used to like the ups and downs you've been recalled yeah. when you don't think you're gonna get, get recalled and then you don't get past first round when you think you know yeah I've got, I've got this but it completely shattered my confidence yeah it's it's very tough I I walked out of my first audition this year I walked out of a dance call because it was told to be a, a movers call and it was the most intense dance. And it wasn't that the moves were hard. It mm. was the, the the teaching was so unbelievably quick that yeah. there was just, there. my brain just couldn't compute it. I'm the kind of person who I will be in the rehearsal room first and I will mm. leave the rehearsal room last and you know, I learned that from Gary Lloyd when he came to GSA and did Sister Act and we had to do the show in something ridiculous like 10 days. Um, and and I'd, I, he, obviously he's a great choreographer and I'd yeah, said amazing. to him, look, I might not get this when you teach me it, but you, 
don't you think I won't be here first? And I was and I was at the front for so much of it and I didn't get a single move wrong in the two week run we had because I was I, that's how I do it. I don't mm. always pick up right there and then, but I'll rehearse it. Um, but this audition was there was no. There was just nothing. And we had to run. We did like half of it. And then he the, the choreographer, bless him, pointed me out in front of everyone um, and was like, don't look so, you know, so nervous, like blah, blah, blah. And everyone's heads just was like to me. And I thought, oh, my God, what's happening? Um, and I thought in that moment, I thought, do you know what? No, I'm no. just not going to do it. I'm, Good for you. I'm, I would never have done that when I left drama school. Because no. I would have thought, no, Erin, you can never pass up an audition. Like, it's such a big opportunity. Um, but actually, I realised all I'm doing is showing them the absolute worst version of me yeah. when I want to show them the best version of me. So I, I walked out, the, I got my stuff and I walked out the room and I asked the casting director if I could speak to him outside. And do you know what? I was expecting, you know, maybe perhaps for him to be kind of unpleasant or cold, but he was the loveliest man about it. And he had said, this is absolutely not a problem. You will not have a black mark against your name. You will, I will not not call you in for things. Um, please don't leave here panicking, thinking that's what it was. He went, you just couldn't do it. And that's absolutely fine. But there's stuff that you can do that they can't do. Yeah. And I thought, do you know what? And I left and I phoned my agent and I left with zero regrets yeah. and that's why I knew I made the right decision. But it was a big thing for me to go, do you know what? I'm not doing, I'm just not doing it. I'm not putting myself through it. And it's because if I had stayed, I don't think I would ever be able to do a dance audition again. Cause all I would think about is how bad that last one had gone. And since then I've done additions, dance auditions, and they've been really great and lovely. So thankfully I'm hoping that was like a, a one-time thing. I think, everybody listening will think oh I don't know if I can like walk out of that I don't know if I can do that but actually it's like someone performing brain surgery with no medical training I mean I know it's nowhere near the same intensity level but it's not the same skill set if you can't do it like you really can't do it and you're not gonna feel good or feel like you're showing your best to someone then you know don't cut into the brain because you don't know how to be a brain surgeon I know. In my head, I feel like I'd be great at anything, but in it's reality, I just know that I could do Oh my <laughs> god! Oh my gosh! I know. And the bill. I was obsessed with the bill when I was younger. It's coming oh, back, Harriet. It's coming. Up. Are back. you joking? I'm not even joking. I've got to get on the bill because honestly, <laughs> I think I'd be the best, like the best detective. Honestly, I just think I'd be unreal in the police force. Obviously, I wouldn't. I'd be terrible. I actually said to my other half the other day, don't you think I'd be a really good CID? Like, and he was like, no, you'd literally walk to, <laughs> up to the crime scene and be like, oh, uh, lad, um, yeah. someone going to clean that up. Anyway, so for you working on the casting side of things, what would you say were your biggest lessons that you learned from seeing it from the other side that you now take with you when you audition as a performer? In my experience, they just want to see you be yourself. And when people say they are really rooting for you to do well, it was always like, yeah, 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 whatever. But they, they actually are. They just want you to come in and do well and have a nice time and get to know you in the short time that they've got you because it's so robotic I think in some in some people's minds that you you it's like a line isn't it just people mm. in and out 
but actually they they just they have a short time to to see what you can do and, and get to know you and and use that time to let them get to know you you don't mm-hmm. have to walk in with really straight shoulders and be like hello you know yeah. you can just as hard as it is to tell anyone to relax before an audition it is it is that it is just take that last breath and go and show them who you are because they've called you in so mm. let them see you and is there anything that you would not do now since doing it um I think you can generally tell like the boundaries of of certain people you know if I, I'm not a handshaker I've, I've never really been a handshaker and I think it's certainly since COVID that's something I would potentially think about that not everyone is comfortable being you know the handshakes or or anything like that now I don't think that it doesn't do you any favors or not favors to do it. You just have to go in there and feel really comfortable. And if you don't, if you don't want to shake people's hands, if you're happy, just giving them, you know, a wave and giving eye contact and a smile, then, then that's enough. You know, I don't think that there's, I wouldn't go into an audition and slag the show off or slag, you know, an actor off. I wouldn't do anything like that. Can you imagine? I've got a few notes for you. Um, Yeah. If I was to play this role, this is what I'd want you you to change. Um, could you just ask her to just really think about her, her top register? No, I I just think that you can't do anything too drastically wrong in an audition. No. And I think that that's what people are so worried about. So they come in and, and then try and be like a, almost like Sims version of themselves, you know, mm. and actually they just want to see who you are. And, and yeah, so just try your best to just take that final breath and enjoy it. Because at the end of the day, we're meant to enjoy what we do and yes it is it is a panel of people with a microscope and a magnifying glass going can we see this person in our production or can they would they work with the cast we've got you know would they work height wise you know technique wise but it is just you going in and singing a song you know we're not doing brain surgery so just try your very best and relax and do you think that that's made you a better auditioner now as a performer 100% 100% I audition better now I do I do lots of things better now I had a when I changed agents I had meetings and you know when I think about what I was like in those meetings versus what I was like when I was 22 just graduated drama school 21 um it's totally different because I wasn't going pick me pick me please please offer to sign me please please yeah. pick me I'm, I, I love tap dancing and I'm, I'm I'm highly skilled in jazz um which by the way I am not um <laughs> I, this time it was let's have a conversation and if you know if we can work well together then great and I can give you what I can give you and you know what can you give me and let's make mm-hmm. this a partnership and let's be real human beings here and that definitely has changed since working at auditions for sure amazing we've got the inside scoop guys so we've got it from <laughs> from the other side I was gonna say from the other side of the couch not really a couch is it from the other side of the table <laughs> I want to play a game with you before we wrap up. It's called Never Have I Ever, but it's not a drinking game. Don't worry. I'm not going to spring (laughs) that on you right now. Um, Have you ever, you kind of touched on this earlier, have you ever done well from an open? Um, Yeah, I've not booked a job from an open, but I've got into like further rounds from them. I've had very lovely experiences from open editions. I feel like I've been, you know, really, really lucky, but I am aware that, again, for every yes or recall, there are 10 15 no's and it's just 
the it's it really is this industry really is a marathon and it's not a sprint and you are very much in a different lane from everyone else and it doesn't matter if they are in front of you or behind you because you literally are just running to your own mm. tune and how do you this is just this like little branch off question how have you kept motivated like you're saying about not comparing your journey because you have just worked so hard and like I feel like the rewards are really paying off for you and I know lots of people even people that I met you know when I was 22 and and first auditioning that have like just given up what's kept you motivated and kept you going do you know it's really tough it took me six years from graduating drama school to making my West End debut six years which is you know it's high school (laughs) it's a really long time yeah um there were moments where I really wanted to give up there were moments where I thought maybe maybe do you know what maybe you just can't do it and maybe you just aren't good enough um but I had the most wonderful support system around me um who were all very much getting jobs and left you know West End debuts left right and centre and tours and, and everything and and I was like oh god you're lucky but it's not they were just exceptionally talented people um who I wanted to celebrate I never let I never felt like I shouldn't be celebrating that because I was too busy trying to get on my journey. You know, I I wanted to celebrate everyone's achievements around me, but you know, so many wonderful friends who have have done so much um, in the last six years. Um, I think the thing that kept me motivated was I just couldn't see myself doing anything else. No, It's an industry, it's a very strange industry. You you very rarely learn to love it. It's just who you are. It's part of your your being. You mm. know, I my gran watched made me watch my first musical, Meet Me in St. Louis, when I was three, and I, I still watch it now at 28. Um it's just a part of of your of yourself, of your soul. Yeah. And I think that, that is a big thing to keep you motivated. It is incredibly hard and it can be so incredibly painful. And um I wasn't getting recalls or finals for a good couple of years. And honestly, when I started working in for Jim Arnold, it just it, it did snowball because I had this this new sort of look on the industry and this new confidence. Um but but getting to finals are great, but when you don't book yeah. that job, the tumble, it's almost like grieving because by finals you are imagining you know what you're going to be like and you listen to the, the music on on iTunes and think oh my god that's that, that would be my harmony or yeah you know it's, it's incredibly tough and when you when you don't book that job I've had a fair few times where I've got to finals and not got it you know and by that point other people know that you're auditioning so you feel like you have to tell them that you didn't get a job and you feel like you've yeah. let them down and I just say take a day you know cry about it for a day grieve it eat some camembert if that's what your heart tells you to do and then you pick your socks up and and you start off the next day and I'm motivated because I know that it's what I want to do yeah realistic in knowing that it is at all times an incredibly difficult and hard journey but for that one job if that's all I will ever do in my whole entire life every single second of those six years was worth it that is so beautifully put because I think there's a scary narrative that like, when is it ever enough? You know, like yeah. in the job, it's like, there's so many shows, there's so many jobs. I just want to, and for you to be able to say like, 
I'm good. Like I've done it. I've proved it to myself. Yeah. And that that's a really healthy way to look at it because um, with so many casting announcements and things, it's like the pressure to be like, yeah, but if I haven't done this, I haven't done that. I need to do this. I need, I need to do a tour. I need to do West End. I need to do, you know, X, Y, and Z, the concerts. So I think it, that's a really lovely way to put it and really healthy way of looking at it as well. I'm sorry, I went off on, I yeah. went off on that question, but I just think I normally do the advice at the end, but I think that is so invaluable for our listeners to hear and just your your grit and determination and also everybody around you being so supportive that's so key isn't it people that are understanding it makes it makes the biggest difference you know I've had my best friend who who watched me not get a job for years you know whilst they were you know excelling and exceeding and doing so fantastically well and I wasn't going to let my journey in Mm. any way get in the way of theirs I wasn't like crossing that lane into why not me or why because I was just I, I it's not everyone has their own mm. journey to their own goal and I would never not celebrate yeah. their successes because it's fantastic and I'll still do that but the day that I announced that I got Pretty Women I, I remember getting you know one of the loveliest voice notes from from my friend Jade and I, I just was overwhelmed, supremely overwhelmed with the support. I got lovely messages from from friends from like primary school. And I thought, oh, my God, that's that's insane. Being like, yeah. you know, we always knew you wanted to do it and, and now you've done it. And it was just I felt like <laughs> it, it was my journey for me. But I just felt like I had this like amazing group of people behind me who, who crossed mm. the finish line with me. And um, it was so worth it. But if that's all that this industry has for me. I can still say I did it and also Mm. not the West End is just not it is that's not the end goal here Mm. I have friends who are so incredibly passionate about regional theatre and when they book a regional theatre job they're like that's what I want to do that's Mm. where my heart lies I've got friends who have done stuff on Broadway and for them they're like that's the top of their game I've got friends who are excelling in in tv and film like it can be it can be anything it yeah. doesn't have the west end is not the be all and end all yes of course it's an incredible thing to do and I'm, I'm so incredibly thankful for it and i'll i'll never take a single second of it you know for granted and i have lovely memories to look back on but if you haven't made it if you haven't done a show in the west end by no means does that mean you haven't made it in your own thing Definitely. you know it's just it's a very strange industry that is has got loads of opportunities and loads of of amazing things about it and everything that you do is amazing as long as you're really happy to do it you know and I saw a great thing the other day that said if you can pay your bills with your creative job then you're you're doing life right and I was like that's such a good point like wherever you get your creative money from whether it's teaching whether it's presenting whether it's you know like you say yeah tv film casting have you ever this is back to the never have I ever have you ever been late for an audition yes because the transport for London loves loves a little delay Mm. how do you deal with being late in an audition and how has that changed since you've been a casting direct casting director oh Erin put me in a show babe don't mind me um I am I'm a I don't I would say runner that's probably the best way because I just run. I usually will run everywhere, here, there, and everywhere to, to make sure the day is successful. Costing direction um, runner. <laughs> but when 
when I'm late for an audition before doing that work I would be thinking oh my god they're gonna think that I'm late because I don't want this and I'm gonna go into the audition room and they're gonna they're gonna not be as on my side because they're gonna think she doesn't care yeah but they're human beings if someone's been hit by a train and the trains are cancelled that's not that's not your fault like they will do their absolute best to either to fit you in that day or to, Mm. to swap you or to slot you in or to rearrange you for another day if that's not possible um and it's not the be all and end all. If you are late for every audition that you have, you may, you know, want to take an earlier train or just come into town for a couple of hours just to be on time. But if you are, if you are late because trains or childcare or, or anything mm. like that, don't panic. Know that I'm not panicking, so you shouldn't be panicking. And just try and, you know, calm down and, and let's get you in that audition and, and doing the best you possibly can. Definitely. And with... Uh, two questions before we finish on your audition story. Um, have you ever auditioned for a role whilst being in a show? And how have you juggled that? I've auditioned for roles whilst doing um, projects, not necessarily shows, like long runs of shows. And for me, multitasking seem, is, is really big in mm. our industry. You have to, it's good practice to be able to split your brain into a couple of things. Um all that does is help you when you go into rehearsals because you're able to split your brain into different things yeah. that you have to learn and do and remember. So I've done projects where I've had to be rehearsals during the day and then come home and learn material. I actually did a, a project where I was in sits probe for the for the show and found out that I that Scott Allen had picked me to sing at his concert in the evening and I had to learn a Scott Allen song which I'd never heard of on the same day. Oh my god! And, you know, you're like, oh my god, can I do this? Can I do this? But you can, you absolutely can. And in fact, it's it teaches you a really great lesson. So challenge yourself, push yourself. Mm. It can. It, it's like having lots of additions in one week. It can be overwhelming. Yes, of course it can because it's a lot of stuff to do and a lot of stuff to learn. Times by how many additions you're doing, but just try your best and see the silver lining. Definitely. You've got all the great advice, Erin. Honestly, amazing. I'm like, I'm like listening like, yes. I don't think I've ever been so quiet. Last question in this uh, little mini game. Have you auditioned for the company you were doing running for um, since you worked for them? And yes. if so, what is that like? Is that just like, you know, when you're younger and you practice like SATS exams and then you go and do them and you're like, yeah, I know how to do this. Do you feel like I'm prepared, so prepared now because I know how they run their auditions or is it still an element of what we were talking about earlier where there's like that pressure on you because they know you? There's definitely a pressure because you're working with them during the day. Mm. Um, and Oh gosh, so you could audition when you've been running? Yes, that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. No, no. This was a lot of this was just before COVID was was creeping in. Um, But I have I've done it where I was auditioning at the end of the day. And, you know, you just have to kind of go, shall we shall we do it? Shall we give it a go? It's not quite as formal as I mean, you stand outside and you come in and just catch your breath and 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 do it that way. But it's not quite so formal, which takes some of the pressure off. Um, But I have done other auditions for for panels that I know where I'm I haven't been working that day and then I just feel like another person auditioning and I'm just a bit lucky because they know my personality a bit more so Mm. I feel like I can relax even even more because I'm not having to you know put on any sort of hey I've got a great personality do you you want to know more you you know I just Mm. it's it's quite calming but um 
editions are always going to be there's always it's always going to be nerve-wracking whether you've done them a thousand times or whether you've never done it before it's a very strange concept it's mm. not like a job interview because you're having to do your skill yeah not just talk about it if all we had to do is talk about it god everyone would love auditioning but mm. we have to actually show them what we've got yeah. it's a very strange thing to do but um it's over in a flash and you always feel so much better afterwards so just try and take some of that energy into the room with you And finally, because we're not going to do an advice section because you've just been given out all the advice for free. It's fantastic. Um, an audition story, a memorable one. It can be good, bad, wonderful, hilarious. Maybe your pretty woman experience or maybe there's other experiences that stand out more to you, but just a story of an audition that stands out in your mind. Um, <laughs> oh, it's really tough because I have good and bad ones. Auditions are very strange. I very rarely come out and go, I've just did such a good job. Yeah. But there's processes which I've really enjoyed. Mm. So I actually, for Pretty Women, I had auditioned for it a couple of years ago and and didn't get it. And then we went into COVID. And then I got an email. I got a call from my agent saying, they want to see you again, but it's going to be a self-tape. And I was thrilled, honestly, because I would pick self-tapes. Mm. any day um which I know is is some people are very against them some people love them but for me it it took 95% of the pressure off and I felt like I could really just show them like what I had to offer so I had to do um a dance routine and two songs on the self-tape and I I sent it off and I felt you know really happy with the result Mm. um because you could do it a couple of times or you could listen yeah, in exactly and say, yeah is that the best version of it like what could I do mm. more what you know I, I don't like that choice so let me do it again um and then I got a call I'd moved so I then moved back to London post-covid um and I got a call within it was something ridiculous like a week and it was 25 past nine in the morning and my agent and my agent called me and I thought he I don't know why I had it in my head because I literally woke up to my phone ringing thinking that he was in Hendon and needed some assistance somewhere and that's why he was calling so early so I phoned him and I was like oh my god are you okay like do you do you do you need me to come and get you and he's he's like Erin what I was like what he was like do you do you want to make your West End debut oh my god (laughs) burst into tears so that for me I think because it has it was like the whole journey the mm. Pretty Women edition, although it wasn't, you know, a very, it wasn't a big dramatic thing. It was just a nice, calm process. Is, is that fun. is incredible. I would love that to happen. I love a good self-tape. I really do. I think oh you can just, God. but I know that people want to see you and feel your energy in the room, which I also very much get. But I think just feel, it was like the first audition where I felt I was really in control, which yeah. is why I think I liked it so much. How lovely. And what a lovely call as well. Do you want to make your West End debut? Oh, oh my God. I had to I had to take a picture of what I looked like straight afterwards because I just never wanted to forget oh. the feeling ever. Oh um, my God, that must have been like a movie. It, Amazing. Do you know what? I, I, it really, it really, really felt like it. Mm. And it's it's a memory. It's a moment in time. 
that I I have always and you know everyone really important to me came to watch and got a chance to see it so mm. I felt like you know I did it for them and yeah and no matter what happens now I I set out to do what I what I always wanted so I'm, I'm really I don't usually say that you're you don't, we don't really say that we're proud of ourselves no we I, no hardly ever I am um, I think for the first time in a very long time I can hand on heart say that I was I wasn't um and incredibly proud for for sticking it out for so long and for mm. keeping going even when around you it just sometimes feels like everything is against you it yeah. is all the no's are worth it for that one yes well congratulations honestly I couldn't have been happier when I saw that I was, especially because it was during like the COVID days when things were slowly opening as well yeah. but huge congratulations can't thank wait you. to see what you do next thank you so much for sharing all your advice and thanks for being my first guest of season four um if you could just no you're so welcome if you could just sign off the episode just by saying thanks that's all for today however you want and then we can finish oh my goodness the pressure pressure, Um, I know I'm so sorry thanks that's all for today (laughs) 